Hey sis, welcome to Beyond the Military Podcast, where faith-led military women overcome burnout and create more balance. Just imagine having enough time to focus on your faith, family, and have more fun while still serving as a woman leader. In this podcast, you will walk away with the tools to help you navigate the busy life of a military woman, organize your mind, overcome overwhelm, create a prioritization playbook, and a balanced blueprint for integrating faith, family, and career. Yeses in that order. Hi, I'm Wendy Ray, woman of God, wife, mama of two, army veteran, and certified life coach. And I'm here to help you create a life of meaning outside of the military, a life of laughter, joy, and intentional free time. If you are ready to overcome burnout and create balance as a faith-led military woman, sis, this podcast is for you. So loosen up your laces and grab your coffee because it's time to step into freedom and peace. Hello, lady, and welcome to another episode of Beyond the Military Podcast. I'm super excited that you're here, and if this is your first time tuning in, welcome. And if you've been with me for quite a while now, over the past 33 episodes, thank you again for tuning in. I hope that this platform, this podcast is not only benefiting you, but it's also helping you grow in your faith, grow in being more present, grow in just being more connected to the people that you love that you want to continue to grow in in your relationships either at work either in your business either with just any relationship that it could help you grow in to include your pets so thank you again that you are here and listen if you haven't listened to the episode previous to this one episode 33 the real enemy and how it's keeping you from peace and presence in your in your life, part one, I would love for you to pause this episode and go back to that one first so that you can kind of understand where we're going and how part two is also going to not only help you understand the importance of who the real enemy is and knowing exactly what it's doing um, that's keeping you away from that presence and peace that you desperately want because ladies, like I said last week, This is something that we continue to strive for, but not knowing who the enemy is, not knowing what is keeping us away is not going to help us when building a strategy on how to get there, on how to really see the obstacles that are in the way. Because again, that's what it's all about. Really understanding the strategy, the tacticals, everything that we learn in the military, everything that we're used to when it comes to Um, really getting to our mission, really accomplishing our mission successfully. So again, if you haven't listened to that episode, I highly recommend that you do that first. Um, But if you were driving and you're like, hey, I'm just going to listen to this episode part two anyways and go for it. But this episode is fully packed, you guys. I, I am so excited and I am going to try my best to keep it within 30 minutes. But if it goes a little over, that's completely okay. I want to be able to really just give you everything that I've learned, not only, again, within my own personal life, but with others, um, with my clients that I've been coaching for the past year or two. And I want to tell you that this has not only um, made an impact, but recognizing the real enemy in our lives, the enemy that has kept us from the things that we want to attain, the things that we want to um, prioritize in our lives, right? One of them being our our partnership with God, growing our faith, building that faith foundation in our lives that will help us, that will guide us every single day of our lives is very, very important. And before I get right into the um, 
episode, I want to invite you to join us in our Facebook group, Faith-Led Military Women Community. And you can search us on Facebook or you could also go to uh, bit.ly forward slash beyond the military GRP and it will also be in the show notes. So again, if you're driving, I don't need you to do that right now, but later after this episode, when you get to your destination, make sure that you connect with us there so that you can continue to not only get um, daily tools to help you, but we're also in there um, talking about um, Bible verses that we're meditating on every week. We are creating boundaries within our workplace. We are also really focusing on what we want to uh, be present more in our lives for the weekend. So again, go join us, be a part of our group. And there are also prizes that I'll be handing out the last day of the month of each month. So I don't know what you're waiting for. Go ahead, get to the group and I'll be happy to see you there. All right. So with that, let's get right into it, ladies. And like I mentioned last week, the enemy, Satan, distraction, he uses that tool to distract us in so many ways. And not only preventing us from really being present with our families, but it's also keeping us away from our peace, our mental peace. And these are the five distractions that I am going to dig deep today. So if you are a note taker, this is the time to go get your notebook. Or if you are like me, I love to do everything electronically. I love to type. This is the time to whatever works for you. And again, if you need to pause this episode, please do so. I am just ready to dive in and kind of get through this so that we can really start from this moment on to recognize and be aware on our distractions. And again, these are the top five distractions that have been distracting me in the past. And also, like I mentioned earlier, some of my clients, and I think that these are the top five and there may be another one that I may not be thinking of, but if it's something that you know, it's holding you and it's um, keeping you away from the things or, or the people that you want to interact with and be more present and keeping you away from peace and just keeping you up at night, then you can also um, dig deeper on that end. But here are the five distractions, the top five. And the first one is being um, double-minded, not having any direction on where you want to go. Number two, other people. We get set into this um, comparison trap when it comes to others. And number three, an offended heart, something that we are keeping within us. It could be um, something that happened in the past or something that happened to someone else and that is still offending you as an individual. Time, ladies, this one is a good one. I This one's my favorite, of course, but I will, again, dig deeper on how time and how we are looking at our own timing versus God's timing. And number five, fear. Yes, fear is keeping you from doing what you really want to do. And it's possibly even to go a little deeper before I go a little deeper, fear of failing, fear of man um, criticizing you, fear of someone else um, in, in a way that when we look at the big picture, we're like, well, am I really supposed to be afraid of what people think of me? Like, is that something that I should really be concerned about? Short answer, no. But again, I'll dig deeper here in a little bit. And 
again, so those are the five distractions, the five top distractions that one of them could be um, keeping you away right now in this moment from being present with your family, with your soldiers, with the people at work, with your friends, with your family, with your, your partner, and also keeping you from the peace that you would want to be in, in, in a peace, um, and by that I mean being peace in the mind. So going back to number one, so how does double-mindedness keep us distracted? It keeps us distracted because of um, when we don't have a um, sense of direction, when we don't have something very specific, we then tend to um, make it difficult for ourselves to make a decision. And when we do that, we create doubt, we create unbelief. And we, we do that very easily because, one, we don't have a foundation for either what we want and what God wants for us. So we're like out here just living every single day, no direction to where we want to go, no direction for, for what God or for where God wants us to go. So we're just here and we're wanting to make decisions. We want to have this sense of direction because we think that we know what we want, but at the same time, we're not praying about it. We're not partnering with God on his vision for us, not our vision for us, but his vision for us. So that's when it becomes difficult. That's when we um, get into our normal programmed thinking versus God's reprogrammed thinking. And, and this is what I mean. So when we're programmed um, in a, or when we have programmed our thinking in a way where we're comfortable, of course, it's going to be hard for us to want to change anything, want to think differently versus reprogramming our thinking to think like God, to think how God wants us to think. And how do we do that? We do that by staying in the word. We do that by meditating on his word. And yes, that's going to require some effort. And that's the difference, right? From the programmed, the comfortable thinking versus the reprogrammed thinking, the reprogramming of your mind, which is renewing your mind, as God tells us in Romans 12, 2, that it requires us to do that. But again, it does require effort. And that's something that we just must do so that we can have a sense of direction so that when it comes time to make a decision, we know that we want to make the best decision because that at that time in that moment, we know that that will be the best decision. And we do that through also praying prayer. If we can pray every day, pray about every problem, every decision we want to make, ladies, you will be more at peace. I promise you because God may not answer you in that moment. He may not answer you right away, which we'll talk about that time thing here in a little bit, but at least you'll have this sense of peace that you know that you've talked to him about it, that you've um, partnered with him in the decision that he will guide you eventually in. It may not be right away, but he will. So now, Wendy, how do we combat? How do we overcome this double-mindedness? This is what I want to offer you today. It's honestly a matter of knowing that you need to build your strength, that you want to build, uh, I'm sorry, not your strength, your faith, <laughs> and be able to manage your mind, be able to surrender just your thoughts to him, be able to um, do it with him and not alone. And with that, make a plan, a prioritize a plan of action 
and just pray for direction. So whatever it may be that you are needing to make a decision on and you've been holding off, write, write it down, prioritize it, make a plan of action on um, either way, right? If it's yes or no, if you make a decision on yes, make that plan. If it's a decision on no, make that plan, pray about it and ask him for guidance, for wisdom, for direction. And I promise you, you will make the best decision based on what he wants for you. All right. So number two, other people, the comparison trap. I'm raising my hand right now. I know y'all can't see me, but I've been in this distraction for the longest. Um, and thankfully, again, all glory to God, because he's been um, pushing me to not only um, dig deeper into this topic, but also into what really the comparison trap is and what the comparison trap really is when we look at other people on you know where they are um, how successful they are and what a great leader they are what a great mom what a great wife what a great individual just I mean great faithful woman as well woman of God you know what we're really creating with all those thoughts we're creating jealousy that most of the time will then compound into anger and you want to um, just be angry at someone for just being right. And I think that that's something that isn't of God. I know it isn't of God. I mean, just, if you can think back in Genesis where, um, Cain and Abel are brothers and Cain gets angry because God has received Abel's offerings and he was not only jealous, but he, um, was angry. He got angry to the point that he literally killed his brother. But it begins when, or it began with jealousy, right? And so where are you? Where are you when it comes to comparing yourself to others? Are you um, in the initial phase of just thinking that they are better than you? Or are you in the initial phase of thinking that they are just much happier than you because they have this one thing and you don't, or they've gone to this one place and you haven't? Because it's honestly sometimes thinking that um, getting there faster or getting there earlier is better because, um, you know, someone else has done it before or that one person that you admire or that is, you know, such a great mother, such a great leader, such a great wife that because they are doing it better, quote unquote, um, or just seem better um, or seem accomplished or just been there quicker does not mean that they are better than you does not mean that um you get to believe that and that's where our mind comes in again right god has given us a not only plan on the timing that he wants us to get to the place that he wants us to get to but also he has given us different gifts different talents different challenges that he wants us to go through and wasting time because that's really what we're doing we waste time comparing ourselves comparing our blessings comparing our obstacles or challenges with others it doesn't help it does not help us at all it distracts distracts us and when we compare ourselves to others we honestly demonstrate lack of understanding and wisdom we don't demonstrate one that we understand god two that we know him so when we do that, we now create this sense of, well, um, I'm just going to believe everything that my mind gives me. I'm going to 
lose focus and waste time and use this as a distraction to not not only keep moving towards what God wants me to keep doing or towards what I know I need to be doing in this moment, but instead you're distracting yourself from it. You're distracting yourself. You're using it as a way to indulge in, which again, you don't do it consciously. This is something that we do unconsciously. We maybe not necessarily spend hours thinking about it, but we do spend minutes. We do spend um, time moving away our focus or redirecting our focus to something that doesn't serve us. So now how do we overcome this? How do we get through this? Well, first I want to say that you have a choice to make. You can one, continue to be unconscious about what you're thinking about other people and other people's blessings and your blessings and choose to be jealous or you can look and choose to focus on his plan for you. And what that looks like is going back and really writing it down or just understanding, being aware of what thoughts you are having about this individual or about these other individuals and just surrendering those thoughts to him, surrendering and praying to God to help you renew your mind. Going back to number one, right? Going back to understanding that you can't do this alone, that you need him to help you with this specific distraction. All right, number three, an offended heart. And this, I want to say that um, is something that I've struggled with as well. Um, Again, I've struggled with all of these, all five, but um, an offended heart was something that I struggled with through year, uh, with years because it's something that I didn't know, right? It was something that I wasn't aware of, but deep inside I had an offended heart. And what that looks like is one, it could, you could have, um, pride, you could be prideful or you could also be holding on to, or I should say, should say, and, or holding on to something or holding on to an offense, um, in your heart against someone, against someone that you love, someone that really has made an impact in your life. And so I'll start with pride. Um, and I wanted to start with a verse that has helped me not only understand what really pride means and how, um, God really hates pride and he does not want that to be a part of who we are as his children. So Proverbs 16, 18, pride goes before destruction in a haughty which means arrogant spirit before fall, which pretty much means that a man may think that he is better than everyone else. And a man like that will soon fall. I was like, oh my gosh, which by the way, I always have to go into different translations to understand verses because I am not the wisest. But again, I also do pray and I ask our sweet father to guide me and give me the wisdom in that moment to understand what he wants me to not only um, understand, but know, and then believe. And I'm not going to sit here and tell you that I've never been prideful because that would be a lie. I have been a person that has been very prideful before, maybe not in a sense of thinking that I was better than others, but in a sense of thinking that others would judge me because of um, this pride fear that I had, which, um, I would think like, okay, well, what would this person think of me if I accept this help? What would other people think of me as a mom, as a wife, if I, um, you know, do this 
this way if I do this with my kids or if I do this with um, my my own time if you know what would people think of me right and I can give you an example of when I used to really dislike when my mother-in-law would ask to help me with my daughter and my son I was honestly um, what I like to call in pride fear right like I was scared that people would judge me like, oh my gosh, like you can't be a mom or you don't have what it takes to be a mom. You don't have to, um, you're not like the mom, the full-time mom, and you're not doing all these other things, right? Like all these worldly things that we think that we need to be doing to make us a better wife or a better mom, a better leader, whatever. And that's not true. So instead of me accepting the blessing and being thankful and grateful that she was there, that she wanted and was willing to help me. Instead, I was prideful at times. And I was like, no, I'm good. You don't need to come pick the, pick her up. I can do it all alone. I can do it all by myself. I'm a good mom. I am <laughs> the, you know, the go, go, go mom that can do everything. Don't worry. I got it. That was wrong. Um, <laughs> but again, I had to let that go and I had to allow not only people to help me, but also really give that to God and allow him to, to show me that it was a blessing. I was, it was a blessing to have her as a loving grandmother that was willing to help me because she just wanted to, not because she had to, but because she wanted to, and she loved her grandkids, right? So what is it that maybe you are priding or you're being prideful in this moment that you don't want to let go because you think people are going to judge you or that, or they're going to think less of you, whatever it may be, just let it go. And another thing that was holding me back and distracting me was uh, me holding on to a previous offense and not wanting to forgive. Yeah, I said it, forgiveness, not wanting to forgive and not wanting to let it go. And ladies, I cannot get myself to even say this word aloud, like forgive. Like, why would I forgive someone that has hurt me? Why would I forgive someone that has um, lost my trust? Why? Wait, what? Forgive people that have offended me? Uh, no, thank you. <laughs> um, it just wasn't something that I was willing to do. But again, God is good, ladies. He's good all the time. And he has showed me not only through my own struggles, emotional and mental struggles, but I was reading this devotional on forgiveness on my Bible app. And it was something, it had to something along the lines of um, forgiveness is a command, not an option. And I was like, huh? Wait, let me read that again. <laughs> forgiveness is a command? Where? And what do you mean an option? No, it's not an option. <laughs> of course, I was arguing in my own head, but seriously. And this is where, and I may just have to pull my um, Bible app here, but it's in Matthew chapter 18, verse 21 to 22, which I highly recommend that you read the entire um, chapter, chapter 18. But I will read um, verse 21 and 22 here um, if I can find it. So this is the parable of the unforgiven um, uh, I think it's said, uh, de debtor. Is that how you say it? I, I don't know how to say it again. Spanish is my first language. <laughs> okay. So it's then Peter on verse 21, then Peter came to him and asked, Lord, how often should I forgive someone who sins against me seven times? And this is what Jesus responded with. Verse number 22. No, not seven times. Jesus replied, but 70 times seven. What? 
70 times seven. That is like 700 times, right? Like a lot of times. And again, I highly encourage you to read, keep reading, but it is a command ladies. Like Jesus have, has told us and reminded us and really um, showed us in scripture that it's honestly an option. Like we can choose today to forgive people, not only because Jesus has told us, but it's honestly going to set you free. The key to, um, peace, the cure to an offense and an offended heart is forgiveness. And when I talk about this, it's hard. It's hard when you're in it. It's hard when it's something that's been so recent, when you've been hurt, when you feel emotionally destroyed, when you just feel exhausted mentally and emotionally. But I promise you that when I decided to pray about this and I gave it to God and I asked him to help me do this, I felt this big weight come off my shoulders, literally. So how do you do this? How do you overcome this pride or this offense in your heart? You start by examining your heart. You start by determining what's holding you either in pride, pride fear, or are you still holding on to something that you, an offense that someone has done to you? Start with simply deciding from your heart. And when you're ready with prayer and remembering that forgiveness is an act of will. Forgiveness is something that you want to do as an option. Yes, it's a command. But it's an option that you have to do willingly. You have to decide. And like Jesus tells us, it's is a command, not an option, right? Like it's something that in order for you to for real, like cure this offended heart and go into peace and stop using this as a distraction, you want to be willing to forgive is an act of forgiveness. You want to be willing and you want to ask God to help you, to help you to release yourself into his hands so that he can make you willingly forgive this person, this individual, this thing, whatever it could be. So pray on it. And I promise you, you're going to feel so much better. Peace is possible. All right. Number four, time, my favorite. So we are in this um, idea or we have this idea of our own timing. Like there's a timing that we have based on our own understanding, our own knowledge, our own wisdom. And then we have God's timing. God's timing. Like his plan or sorry, his timing is a part of his big plan. So when it comes to our timing, our timing based on how we've been programmed, like I mentioned earlier, we're programmed into comfortable, we're programmed into just having this instant gratification, we're programmed to have this hit of dopamine, which is um, something that the mind gets that it's pleasurable. We want more of it over and over and over again. This is why we go to social media all the time. This is why we Netflix so much. This is why we love everything that is super fast that you can get in the front door, like Amazon Prime, right? Like everything that is instant, that gratifies us and gives us that instant gratification, we love. So why not get to where we want to be faster? Why not attain this degree in six months instead of three years? Why not um, 
get promoted in two years instead of two and a half, right? Like we want that. We want to be the best mom within the first year of the kids when they're born. Like, no, that's not how it works. But we have this idea, again, because our minds are being, um, what's the word? Our, our minds are on their own or uh, on autopilot. Our minds are like guiding us every single time. And for the most part, our minds are like hit of dopamine. Where is it? I want to feel good right now. It's like we want instant answers to prayers, like immediately. And we also want immediate access to, to God without the need to um, renew our mind, without the need to um, uh, fixing our hearts on him, without having to come to, uh, to humility or, um, or, or gratitude, without worshiping him, even when it's ugly, even when there's challenges. That's what I mean about our own timing. God's timing, on the other hand, on the, um, on the other side, he wants us to do things on his clock, not on our clock. He wants us to focus on him so that we know when and how is the right time for us. And I want to offer you to think about this as, um, you know, and, and if you haven't gotten pregnant, that's completely fine too. Um, or, you know, haven't gone through this process, maybe you will, maybe that's something that God hasn't planned for you that you're planning on right now. But think about it when a, a woman goes into um, pregnancy, right? There's different trimesters. There's different um, weeks that things are happening within our bodies when our babies are being formed um, into, you know, different um, areas, right? So the first trimester, you really don't know, like, what it is. It could be like a little pea a tomato um but then second trimester the baby is forming better like now you can see the legs and or maybe that's the third trimester anywho what I'm trying to get at here is understanding that there is a timeline for what you what your life is about what you are going to go through not your timeline but his timeline and if you think about it for a moment if you've had a baby and you know that you know, if a baby is born before the 24 weeks is going to be harder, right? It's going to be harder for the baby to survive. It's going to be harder for, you know, the baby to get what he needs, what that baby needs to survive on this earth because it's no longer in the placenta in your belly. So it's the same thing when we're trying to rush things, when we're trying to, you know, birth this business, birth this project, birth this um, plan that we we think we we need to have as soon as possible because we're so guided from our instant gratification mind, from this comfortable programming that we've already had within our minds previously. So instead of doing all of that, why don't we just set ourselves to God's timing and allow him to do his thing, right? Like this is what he does. He's already made a plan for us. We don't need to rush anything. We don't need to slow anything down because also if you think about it, babies can't be in your belly for over a certain amount of time. You have to birth those babies. You have to birth them. If not, they could possibly die as well. Like there's a chance, there's a high risk if they are born too early and if they're born too late. So that's why there's a timeline. But again, God has set that for you already. So you don't have to worry about that. You don't have to use that as a distraction on what you are doing right now. So this is what I want to offer you. How do we overcome this instant gratification, this whole timing distraction that we have going on? You identify one distraction, which it could be um, when it comes to the timing, it could be 
uh, where you're at in your business or where you at in your promotion or um, in your relationship, right? And you want to um, really assess like how is it dis- distracting you the most? So like, are you complaining about where you're at? Are you um, so focused on you know this deadline that you that you lose focus because you're not there yet and you completely have you know left it behind? I would love for you to meditate on these scriptures. And this is Ecclesiastes chapter three, verse 17. And let me find it here real quickly. Okay, here it is. For there is a time there for every purpose and for every work. And this is again in Ecclesiastes chapter three, verse 17. And this is a new King James version. And I also want to offer you to meditate on this Um, other scripture and it's also in ecclesiastes chapter 8 5 through 6 and again the new king james version in a wise man's heart discerns both time and judgment because for every matter there is a time and judgment ladies seriously let me know what you Um, think of these verses like what comes up for you like what you observe like what is it that you understand you can send me an email at hello at wendyray.com or you can also again come to the Facebook group and send me a message I would love to hear from you Um, and really just meditate on these scriptures so that it can help you find focus again on his timing for you and not yours and really allow this distraction to no longer be there All right, number five, fear. So fear is something that has, I think, held a lot of people back, has kept a lot of people in in inaction, has um, really kept people from their purpose, kept people from doing their thing, from doing what God wants them to do, to serve on this earth, because of fear. Fear does that to us. And again, if you remember, I can't remember exactly what episode I, um, what episode I was talking about in in this before, but one of my very first episodes, I talked about how, um, our mind is really programmed already, right? Like fear is something that can either keep us stuck or or can really keep us running, right? But we may be running in the wrong direction too, but understanding really what God says about fear, right? And he does this through scripture. He warns us, against fear so many times in scripture he reminds us of his promises and that not only he will keep us safe but we can go to him for refuge and he will give us peace he can do that for us but i want to elaborate more on how fear uses us and distracts us from what god wants us to do what god has for us our potential and you may be thinking well Wendy, I'm fearless. I'm in the military. I, you know, I, I jump out of airplanes. I deployed multiple times. I gone to war. I'm actually an infantry person. I, I'm in the, um, combat arms, um, field. This is what I do. I'm not scared. Fear of what? Well, let me remind you that there are things that you possibly want to do that may be holding you back and fear may be distracting you because this is how we um, or how fear 
uses us to distract us. Through intimidation, fear wants us to be intimidated and eventually be defeated by it. And what I mean by that is we get, when you're intimidated, intimidated, you feel discouraged. When you feel intimidated, you then um, possibly don't take any action. You procrastinate on something, right? So if there's something that you're procrastinating on, something that you are not taking that step forward to um, doing is because you're possibly intimidating, intimidated of this thing that you want to do. So how does that get created though? It starts in the mind, of course. We anticipate the outcome. We anticipate this outcome that is not even there yet, but we anticipate it because we don't have one, a foundation of what we, uh, of what we need to know about God, what God says he has for us, right? Like he has promised us to stay focused on him and not the outcome. Stay focused on the, on the vision, uh, not the vision, on, on the goal giver versus the goal itself. So we get intimidated because of this big audacious goal that we have versus focusing on God, right? Like why not be intimidated by God instead of this goal thing? God created the goal for us. God has created that result that we want, not the result itself, not man. I mean, others tell us to go there and get it, but they didn't create it. God created it. So instead of going there, we want to build our faith. We want to get into the word again. And we don't have to do it alone. We don't have to do it alone. And we don't have to be defeated by fear. Fear is only a spirit. And we know that because God has revealed it to us. God has showed us. If you go to 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7, for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. But of power and of love and a sound mind. There goes a sound mind again, right? Our thoughts create our feelings, our feelings drive our actions, and our actions create our results. So we need to stay focused. We need to know more about what God wants for us. Because if not, we're going to stay in feeder and we're going to procrastinate or we're going to stay stuck. We're not going to keep moving towards what God wants us to do. So Wendy, how do we overcome it? How do we get rid of this fear and find peace? Well, first things first, the spirit of fear will always want to come by. So there's no such thing as it's just going to poof, disappear. You have to stay in the word. You have to partner with God. You have to build your faith. You have to keep coming to him, going to him and asking him for peace. God wants us to go to him when we're afraid in the midst of all the obstacles or challenges that we have. He wants us to trust him. He is on our side, but it starts with you doing your part. That's how you begin. You begin with getting into the word, understanding that he warns us that fear is going to come up at every stage of your life, at every stage of your career, of your parenting, of your, of your uh, relationship, of your marriage. But if you begin doing your part, which means um, growing your faith, reading his scriptures, where he reminds us not to fear any man or, the, or, or that, that fear isn't even of him, fear is the spirit, and that you can overcome it by staying close to him and asking him and seeking him and finding refuge in him. Even when it's ugly, when it's hard, 
when the challenges and obstacles are yelling at you and telling you that it's not possible, you want to trust him. He's on our side. All right, ladies, I know I've gone longer on this episode, but it's completely okay because I know that one of you is going to benefit from this. And I promise you that once you allow this distraction, once you allow this enemy to um, keep you or, or not keep you, sorry, <laughs> when you can identify the enemy that's keeping you from peace and presence in your life, and you know exactly what it is, how it's distracting you, you have a better chance of creating this plan, this strategy on how to start moving forward. The five distractions, again, just to recap. One, double-mindedness. Two, people, the comparison trap. Three, an offended, possibly even a prideful heart. Four, time. Is it your time or his timing? And number five, fear. What is it that's intimidating you right now that may possibly get you into defeat? So seriously, dig deep into these. Take your time. There's a no rush. And again, if you haven't joined me in our Facebook group, come join me. And you can do that by simply going to Facebook and searching Faith-Led Military Women Community. Or you can also go to bit.ly forward slash beyond the military GRP. I would love for you to come join me and share with us which one of these five is distracting you right now or has distracted you for a long time. Okay, ladies, thank you so much for listening in. And if you want to take this deeper and you want to not only build a, a, a strategy, a plan to help you be more intentional with your time, growing your faith and become more productive, schedule a free session with me. Go to wendyray.com forward slash free session to help you get started on this freedom from the hustle and cycle of overworking and under resting. All right, lady, have an amazing, beautiful rest of the week. Bye. Hey lady, if this podcast helped you, challenged you or inspired you in some way, please leave me a written review for the show on Apple Podcasts and share it with another military sister. Helping you integrate balance, prioritization, and growth in your relationship with God is my ultimate calling. I'm so blessed that you are here. And please join us in the Faith-Led Military Women community on Facebook at bit.ly forward slash beyond the military GRP. Hope to see you there and I'll meet you back here next week. Bye.